red, violets are blue. Sit on back and Jacob and I will talk to you. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their remakes and ripoffs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... Jacob DeNoble. Hope you're all snuggled up with your sweetheart here on Valentine's Day and uh, ready to listen to some, uh, you know, heart-wrenching tales of terror. Also heartwarming, Jacob. Because the blood is warm when it, when it comes out. It's, it's heartwarming. Get it? It's, uh, it's a joke. How the hell are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, my good friend? I'm quite well. I've uh, been having a pretty good week. Uh, it's totally not been stressful at all. Everything's <laughs> fine. I'm not hunting wildlife as a normal person wouldn't, you know, because why would I do that? That's mm-hmm. not something I do. Uh, I talked about this on the show before, but hey, the squirrel's back. And let's leave it at that. <laughs> what do we talk about this week? Uh, this week we are doing our special romantic episode where we're Aww. covering four Valentine's Day themed slashers. Hell We've, yes, we are. Yeah, we are. We've got both My Bloody Valentines in two and three dimensions. Damn right. And then we've got Hospital Massacre, also known as X-Ray. Oh, and boy. we've also got the uh, 2001 slasher Valentine. Ooh, okay. Um, outside of the My Bloody Valentines, I had never seen any uh, either of those two. Yeah, this. same. So this is, uh, this is going to be an interesting show, and uh, we're going to kick it off with 2001's Valentine, directed by Jamie Blanks, who um, horror fans probably know is mostly as the director of Urban Legend mm-hmm. back in 98, uh, a movie that I recently saw for the first time uh, last year and really loved it. I thought Urban Legend was a great concept, uh, really well done. Had some cool uh, kills. Yeah. Um, this also uh, has... A, well, okay. This doesn't have a cool concept. Uh, because, you know, it's been done before, kind of. But uh, it's fun. I yeah. think. I think I like this. <laughs> I don't I'm... know. It's just so hateful. And uh, <laughs> Urban Legend was not very hateful. I don't know. It's weird. I'm, I'm, a lot more, I'm a lot warmer on this than you. I honestly think... I would think you are, yes. Of the post-Scream slasher wave, I honestly think this might be my favorite. Uh, before we get into it, though, let's talk about this cast. Yeah. Uh, prime 2001 star, Denise Richards. <laughs> uh, hot off of, uh, I believe, The World Is Not Enough? Yeah. Yeah, she had just done the Bond movie where she played a rocket scientist. <laughs> I can't say that without laughing, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, and then, she, you know, after her star turn in uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. I mean, good for her, you know? Uh, <laughs> Denise Richards, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have uh, David Bornies. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Borianas? <laughs> sure. From Bones, an angel. That guy. Yeah. Marley Shelton from uh, Planet Terror and Never Been Kissed. I love her. I've always liked her. Yeah, she's great. Uh, we also have, oh yes, my favorite, uh, Jessica Capshaw, daughter of Kate Capshaw, mm-hmm. and also, you know, star of Grey's Anatomy for 11 years. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. She actually just recently left the show, oh. which was upsetting because she was one of my favorite characters. And uh, that's right, listeners. I watch Grey's Anatomy every Thursday night. I've only um, seen like six episodes of random seasons, and I okay. hope to one day see the entire series only in that manner. 
I've I've started watching it about five years ago. I'd say okay. It became like like Carlo used to watch it on his own and everything, mm-hmm. but I started watching it with him. And uh, you know what? It's a soap opera. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, it's fun. It's really I fun to it. dip in and out of. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Jesus, every time uh, I start, I'm like. I only know half of these characters, and the ones that I do know are now complete, have completely different relationships with they're everybody. Just, and they're to- or they're totally gone. Yeah. Uh, you also have uh, Jes- Jessica Caulfield, who was in uh, Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, another movie I saw recently for the first time. Absolutely love that one. And, hey, another Grey's Anatomy, Katherine Heigl, who was uh, on that show way before I watched it. So <laughs> I love that you um, described her as a Grey's Anatomy <laughs> She's she's from Grey's Anatomy. Apparently, we have two yeah. Grey's Anatomies here. Two Grey's Anatomies. They all they both work at Grey Sloan. Good for them. Uh, but yeah, Valentine. You like it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I what I like about this movie is I felt like in a lot of the post Scream era specifically, but even almost to this day, whenever we get slasher revivals, they're very self conscious about what they think slashers uh-huh. were. They're always trying to recapture something about slashers, and they usually go, I think, too far into that self-referential, that feeling that, like, it always feels like a throwback. Yes, it does. Like a, uh, like th- a hatchet. This one doesn't. No, this movie feels like they just happened to make an 80s slasher 20 years later. Yes, and it, this, feels, this feels like prime 1985 Go to go to the movies and it's playing at, on, as a double bill with I don't know uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two yeah and but it still also feels extremely two thousand one thank you soundtrack <laughs> yeah uh, it, the soundtrack to this movie is uh, wonderful <laughs> uh, at first I hated it I really really didn't really didn't like the the soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, and then about oh I don't know twenty minutes in RX Queen by the Deftones jumps in and I'm like yes okay this is a great soundtrack instead. <laughs> Uh, big fan of them, and whenever they pop up in a movie, I know what era I'm watching a movie from. <laughs> so, I guess, you know, as part of this feeling of that it belongs in the 80s, it does open in the 80s, and uh, we get some... Of course it does, 80s dance. Yeah, we get some pretty cool opening credits that are... Yes. A uh, It's a very 80s yearbook, and it's intercutting mm-hmm. with the backstory of the killer. Yes. And I, the backstory of the killer, I think could play more problematic than it does. When it's described, Agreed. I think it sounds kind of, ooh. But as it yeah. plays, it plays, I think, a little bit better. So we have an, an ugly, nerdy boy, and he's going up and asking a bunch of people to dance, and they... With one of the worst zits I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, both in real life or using makeup in movies. <laughs> and uh, It's 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 Josie Grossy levels. It's, it's pretty bad. And he's got bad yeah. teeth, um... Real bad teeth. And so he is asking the uh, the middle school versions of who are going to be our lead actresses to dance. And I gotta say, they did a great job casting them. Like, Oh yeah, casting the younger versions? Terrific. Like when young Denise Richards shows up, you're just like, oh, wow, this is totally going to be young Denise Richards. Oh, they, they totally just got Denise Richards' like uh, niece or something. Yeah, and um, one of the fun things about it is that each of the ways the girls turns him down later plays into how they die. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just a fun little I don't know nugget of of whatever. It's pretty. It's a it's a nice touch. Yeah. So they each turn him down except for um, one of the girls who is kind of you know she thinks of herself as the uglier duckling of the group. Dorothy. And, 
And um, when he asks her to dance, she sneaks off and starts making out with him under the bleachers. Yes. A bunch of jerk boys see this happening. And immediately jump to, did he attack you? In which case she then says yes. And then the boys humiliate the... Uh, or they destroy his yeah, life. Yeah, they I destroy could, his I life. Yeah. This, I can imagine this scarring this kid for life. Well, right? yeah, they like they, strip they him. They carry him. Yeah. First off, they carry him. Uh, with a with a punch bowl, and then they strip him down to his underwear, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's horrible. It's very it's very ugly. But I think part of that was like if you if you say the premise of the movie is like, oh, this woman falsely accused this boy of like a, sexually assaulting her, it, that that makes it sound like a weird yeah. right wing fantasy kind of thing. But having it be <laughs> the like the male characters kind of put that on her, and it was just she wasn't courageous enough to say no. I think yeah. that takes a little bit of the sting out of the situation. A little bit, yeah, I can see that. It makes it a little more, I don't know, it, you know, we're supposed to be having a fun time here with the slasher. Easier to swallow. And false rape accusations aren't yeah. my definition of a fun time. No, not at all, no. Um, so then we, we, we jump to the present day, and now there is a masked Cupid killer killing everyone. Awesome mask. It's a cool mask. It's creepy as hell. Uh, it's that Cupid mask. Uh, he's got that, and he's got, like... Uh, or she, no one knows. Uh, got the uh, the black outfit, mm-hmm. kind of like a uh, like a ritzy Michael Myers outfit. Yeah, with uh, the Cupid mask and black leather gloves. And if this movie had maybe I don't know different music, or maybe the shots were done a little bit differently, this could easily be like an Italian giallo film. Mm-hmm. Definitely the way the way the kills are done and the way like the ca- like some of the camera angles work out, and especially his costume. Yeah, definitely works. Definitely looks like that. And, and uh, there's even someone should do a fan edit of that. <laughs> there's even a um, kind of an emphasis on the police procedural, the way that you get in Giallo films. Yes, and I, the, the, I, what I think is actually the hook of the movie, and I think what kind of makes it a little distinguishing from others of the sort, is the idea that it's been ten years, and he could have gotten plastic surgery. You uh-huh. don't know who this guy could be. He could be somebody in your life. And yep. so now it's a murder mystery where we're not only trying to figure out where they know who the killer is, but they don't I mean, we, know who the killer is. You know it's the kid from the beginning. Yeah. Obviously. That, that's like telegraphed like as soon as the punch bowl hits his head. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what the hell he looks like because, you know what, uh, middle school kids look a lot different than they do when they're adults. Yeah. and then, I know I do. <laughs> and then the movie does a, a wonderful thing of building its potential red herrings by making every single man in the movie the worst person alive awful every ever okay not even ju- not even just the men the women everyone in this movie is horrible I, they are all horrible human beings i think i made the joke i think the only people this movie hates more than women are men yes i, uh, I kind of like that it's kind of even it, the detective is an awful human yeah being. i that was the moment where i realized oh no this is just like a misanthropic story like yeah it doesn't like anyone <laughs> I, I respect <laughs> that <laughs> this movie hates all living things yeah like because the women they would be sympathetic except for the fact where they remember like what happened to this poor guy and they're like what a loser and it's like okay. yeah we got him good <laughs> Fucking assholes! But um, Jesus, yeah. There's not really anyone who uh, who really gets the like gets a hold of the you know 
what you generally get in these slashers, which is like, yeah. oh, this is the good one. They may kind of try to play it a little bit with um, the the one who, uh, you know, she says, she's the one who says, oh, maybe later. And then she's also the yeah. one who, who survives at the end. But uh, even still, she's not she's not coming out of this singing. No, no, she's also a terrible person. This this movie, I don't know, like, maybe I'll have to pick it up. Maybe I'll have to buy this. The Scream Factory. The, this one. I hear the Scream Factory. I, I have not gotten it, but I hear the uh, the set is just absolutely loaded. There's uh, two hours kind of, thing. of extra footage. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That Yeah, it's just wow. be- behind-the-scenes stuff. Just two full hours of just, like, whatever cameras happen to be on set that day. Um, there's much bloodier kills that got cut out. Of course, because, um, you know, yeah, it, editing and shit. Boo. Um, just an interesting, uh, these are two interesting factoids about the trailer that I read, which is not something that we often get to say here. Number that's, one. Yeah, that's, okay. This is the lowest budgeted film to ever get a Super Bowl trailer. Amazing. It was, it was only $10 million. It was actually a lower budget than, uh, Urban Legend. And they spent all that money on that Super Bowl ad, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And it's one of the few trailers that uses a female narrator. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, which if have you ever seen um, In a World um, with Lake Bell? I want to. It's good. I've heard it's good. Yeah, yes. but um, that, that's kind of largely predicated on the idea that the, uh, the the trailer narration industry is very sexist and only ever lets men do it. It has yeah, it's that one guy. He did the, every trailer for thirty years. Yeah. Remember him? He, he's in know, the movie. I, he plays her father. No shit, really? Yeah, that's uh, okay, yeah, that's I the hook of it. It's movie. great. I need to see that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's Valentine. Yeah, um, hold on. I'll there's a few, a, there's a few a, things I would just want to go into. Please do. There's a scene where a, a woman is showering, and the shower goes off while her head is still soapy. Now, yes. Matt, if that were to happen to you, or if you had longer hair and that were to happen to you, what would be your like your go-to? I'd use a towel. Well, what she does is she just, dunks her head in the yes, motherfucking she, toilet. She sure does. I would. <laughs> I'm here screaming at the movie. Like, at least use the top tank. Like, at least use the I, top tank instead of the bowl. Honestly, I would have just shaken my head around like crazy yeah. in the shower to like, get all the soap out and then just dried it. You're fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, like, no, she dumps her head in the toilet, which is... <laughs> I I was cackling when that scene happened. I was like, "What? Really? Okay, this is a good movie." Yeah, <laughs> this movie's doing this. And uh, there's there's some fun kills. Uh, I like the uh, the woman who gets arrowed and she falls off a staircase and then into a dumpster, which closes. They never really mention that kill again. Well, because she's the one who is going to L.A., so they just assume she's in oh, L.A. the okay. whole movie. I must have missed that one line of dialogue, and uh, yeah, it was like, wow, they kind of just forgot about her. I guess no one liked her. All right, <laughs> yeah, no, she was leaving for L.A. the next day, so they were like, yeah, hey, yeah, no, she, of course she's not around. Jesus Christ, um, Denise, I like that. Denise Richards in this movie, she has such an ominous look. I felt yes, like she should uh, have been the killer. Okay, yes, for a while I thought she was the killer. I was like, I was like, she's gonna, I was like, she's gonna be the murderer, isn't she? Like halfway through, and then when she started getting chased, I was like, "Oh, never mind. I was wrong." <laughs> She's just you got me, movie. Always subtly lifting her one eyebrow, like that's her yeah. one thing that she does. It's yes. great. It's kind of great. I actually kind of liked her in this. She was charismatic, and yeah, uh, I, I legit thought she was the murderer for a while. She does pour candle wax on a dude's dick, which that was is great. That was so still good. want me to still want me to wax it. 
which is such an early 2000s term. Like, I I haven't heard that since. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's, she uh, she gets a great kill. where uh, Oh, my God. She yes, gets the... trapped in a hot tub. This is a very Giallo kill. Yes. I'm glad you said that. that I, I didn't think of that. That's a really great connection because she gets trapped in a hot tub with, like, a glass partition and then mm-hmm. he pulls out, and you think she's just going to, like, drown, but then he pulls out a drill and just starts, like, drilling <laughs> through it. It's great. And she it's gets, great. Yeah, she gets stabbed with the drill, and you and think that's it. Yeah, the and girl, then he drops the, the drill in, and it uh, electrocutes her to death. Yes. Nice deep red vibes right there. Like, instead of boiling her, you drill her to death. <laughs> yeah. Good shit. Uh, yeah, this movie's fun. I'll probably watch it again. The whodunit's everyone, a little weak, but, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. It's fine. Because, like, once that happens, you're like, okay. All right. I get it. <laughs> it's the guy who's quit drinking for three whole weeks and is like, I'm oh, fine now. I'm fine. I just had a couple drinks. <laughs> it's like, I don't get drunk. I just like to have a good time. <laughs> it's yeah. good. Good Lord. And then he, like, stress bleeds. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's, that's Valentine. Now let's talk about a movie I hate. <laughs> Uh, Hospital Massacre. Hospital oh, Massacre. Oh, boy. It's a movie. Um, great tagline when it was really, when it was called Hospital Massacre. The, uh, this is from 1981, I believe. Uh, there's no recovery room at Hospital Massacre. Uh, okay, this movie was then released as X-Ray, I think. Yep. Um, this movie has one redeeming aspect. It has a great kill about 20 minutes in. And then I was bored out of my skull throughout the rest of it. And which kill is that? The acid kill. Okay. I mean, horror movies have got to stop just leaving open pools of acid around. I know. It's great. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it actually reminded me of that uh, great kill in uh, Jason X. Yeah. With the, uh, the, nit- uh, the, Nit- what's that stuff the nitrous oxide. Yeah, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. The, 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 the ice. Yeah, it freezes, freezes her head and then yeah, yeah, yeah. explodes. So this one, it's like, of course it does. Uh, well, actually, uh, yeah. So that's... This is a movie. It's a, it, it, this, is, this is not just a movie. This is a canon movie. This is Golan and Globus, <sighs> baby. Of course it is. We, oh, my God. Uh, we got uh, Boaz Davidson directing. And um, you might know him from Last American Virgin. Which, have you ever seen that? No. It's a really grounded and pretty depressing version of the 80s sex comedy okay <laughs> it's, it's good it's got um diane franklin um from better off dead and um okay. bill and ted's excellent haven't, adventure i haven't seen better off dead oh you should see better off dead it's great i like bill and ted though yeah <laughs> those are good movies uh this is not a good movie this movie is functionally very similar to valentine it angered me. This movie just frustrates me. I hate movies where they try to keep you in a place, and they they really they can't keep you in a place. So like, it's just there's no way that they can keep you there. Going by like you know laws. Okay, Matt. So you've, but they just keep you there. You've tapped. Anyway. You've tapped into what I actually really liked and really responded to this movie, which I was very frustrated. As a grounded slasher, this movie does not work at all. But I don't nope. think this movie is necessarily going for that. What this movie really captures and actually kind of got under my skin is nightmare logic. The idea okay, of being yeah. in a place where everyone agrees you can't leave, but no one will explain why, and everywhere you turn. 
is nothing makes sense. You're in a world where nothing makes sense. You're just trapped right. in nothing in this movie makes sense and it's not a good movie but because it's, of it. It's familiar enough that like it's a hospital. Uh, it's a place that you know, but uh, like 3 quarters of the lights are turned off for no reason. You go to the second floor and there's just fog rolling around. You open the door and there's a bunch of men wrapped up and hanging from the ceiling and just shaking and screaming. <laughs> there's old ladies who are like on walkers and they're screaming about trying to find Dr. Jacobs. And I don't know about you, Matt, but that exactly captures what it's like for me to have a nightmare, which is I'm in somewhere familiar and I should be able to get out, but I but can't. can't. And nobody will let me and nobody will explain to me what's going on. It, it actually – what it most reminded me of is uh, the scene in Jacob's Ladder where um, – it's much worse. It. <laughs> it's much worse than that. But there's a scene in Jacob's Ladder where Tim Robbins is strapped to a gurney and he's being taken to a morgue. And the gimmick is that while being taken to the morgue, he's also going down into hell. And so okay. the hospital is slowly transitioning into being hell. So what it starts off is like these clean, beautiful like you know hospital floors – all yeah. of a sudden, now there's just body parts strewn about, and then you get a little bit further, and now it's just like a dirt floor. And but it's, there's this continuation of it all, and he's it's just slowly becomes darker and grosser and weirder. And this whole so, movie kind of felt like that to me. So you're telling me I should see Jacob's Ladder? Yes, you definitely should. It's it's much better than Hospital Massacre. Okay, because Jacob's Ladder has been sitting on my shelf for about ten years, and I just haven't watched it yet. Oh man, because I'm an awful human being, and. And everyone's like, you should watch it, because it's like Silent Hill. And I'm like, all right, I'll get to it one day. And I just still haven't. <laughs> Matt, the first time I watched it, there is a jump scare that is so good and got me so good that I just turned off the movie for the rest of the night. I was like, I can't. <laughs> it was like halfway through, and I was like, I'm finishing this tomorrow. <laughs> this got me too good. It's like midnight now. Damn. But, uh, yeah, no. See, so what's this movie about? What's the basic so, plot of this movie? So this if movie there is, is a plot. It's it's uh, like I said, it's very similar to Valentine in that it opens with a flashback of a um, a young girl and a boy. You think they're siblings at first, but they're not. Nope. <laughs> and they're hanging out Kinda in a house, and a uh, a creepy boy named Creepy Harold. His name's just Harold, but they call him Creepy Harold because he is creepy. He drops off a uh, a Valentine for the girl, and uh, she reads it. And then she and the boy laugh at it and tear it up. And uh, Creepy Harold sees all of this through the window like a creep. And then when she goes to cut her uh, Valentine's Day cake, because that's a thing. With a, yeah, that's not a thing. With a giant machete that she has instead of like a knife. <laughs> she, uh, she leaves the room. She goes to cut her cake. And when she comes back, the, uh, the boy is now hanging from a, a coat rack dead. Kind of unclear what happened to him or what is supposed to be happening to him, but he's dead and he's he's hung up. Yeah, he's just like stuck on the coat rack. Yeah. It's weird. But dead. And uh, so now it's the modern day. She's a divorcee. She's got kids and uh, she's going with a to... Real, with a real dickbag ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> God, he's the worst. And uh, she's going to the hospital just to pick up some routine test results. Yeah, and um, when you know it, creepy Harold. We don't know who he is. It's a whodunit. So, spoiler sure. alert: <laughs> he turns out to Harold. be Harry. Yes, <laughs> like that's the big twist of the movie. Is they start screaming, "Harold is Harry!" It's like, all yeah, right, he guys. no longer goes by Harold. <laughs> like that's the twist. That was your pick. They got a nickname. <laughs> yeah, they they don't even try and set up red herrings. Really, that's no, no. I mean, there, there's the. There's the care. drunk man who just hangs out in the hospital that all the doctors yeah, put up what? with. 
That's yeah. a, it's just, another one of those touches that I just love because it's just like, what are you doing here? Yeah, go home. He, he's, can, can you drink in an alley, buddy? He's introduced so sloppily eating a hamburger that we think yes. he's bleeding horribly, but it turns out it's just ketchup going everywhere. <laughs> Glad you could make that out on the the version we watched because I couldn't make out jack shit during this whole fucking thing. <laughs> But um, so while she's there, uh, Harry slash Creepy Harold changes her test results so that now all of the she doctors has, like, plague or something. Yeah, not yet. It's never clear what the doctors are seeing on her tests, which I think again adds to my reading of this as nightmare logic because we don't even know what the hell's going on, just like she doesn't. But they all insist she absolutely cannot leave the hospital. She has plague, <laughs> but they don't quarantine her. Like no. she's like free to roam about the hospital. She just can't leave until they figure yeah. this out. And um and then Creepy Harold just starts killing everybody who uh talks to her. And um he his look is not great. It's just uh, No. It's kind of boring. It's just a regular surgeon. I like his weird post-kill freakouts though. He's no Dr. Giggles, I'll I'll say that much. <laughs> there's there's one scene where he's like after he kills somebody, it looks like the top of his head is pulsating. Yes, I noticed that. That was weird. That was cool. I don't know what was going on with that. Yeah, so I don't know. This is definitely a style over substance movie, and mm-hmm. the, it's not great style, but I think there is some style. I think the music's cool. There's like some omen style chanting going on. There's a few scenes that have a really cool heartbeat sound effect where like the doctors put the uh, stethoscope to to the woman and um we as the audience like hear her heartbeat through it i thought that was kind of neat yeah i don't know it's i'm it's not a forgotten gem but i i enjoyed myself it is forgotten (laughs) period that's it it's just forgotten it's a forgotten movie woof 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 i say that that's that's my opinion on this movie okay anyway let's get to some good movies yeah shall we yeah I, honestly, this this next one, I'm I feel equally about to uh, hospital massacre, which I think oh you're going to think God. is <laughs> That's blasphemy. But I, I am I am warm, but only only warm towards. Okay, let's talk about 1981's My Bloody Valentine, directed oh. by George. No, sorry, I love this one. I thought we were talking about 3D now. No, 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 no. Okay. We're talking about 1981's My Bloody Valentine. A.K.A. my favorite slasher film of all time. Yeah, no, this movie rules. Uh, for me, nothing tops it. I have a giant poster on my wall, which is a gorgeous print. Uh, I've written about this movie numerous times. Uh, I have a huge article over on uh, Talk Film Society where I go into like the extended cut and everything. Mm-hmm. And I will link that when this episode goes up. Uh, great headline, though. Cross your heart and hope to die. Uh, <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um I love this movie. Uh, it's got a great cast, uh, a bunch of no-name, you know, Canadian actors, but who the hell cares? Uh, it has my favorite slasher side character uh, in the form of Hollis. Is that the big mustache guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I love Hollis. He is so pure. He's just such He's such a nice guy, mm-hmm. but he's also not an asshole. Like, he's not like the 80s nice guy who's, like, secretly an asshole. He's just, like, a big old goof. Yeah. Who, you know, tries to help his friends out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just a good person. Uh, this movie fucking rules. It should have had a bunch of sequels. Uh, Harry Warden is such a cool looking character that he deserved like three or four movies. Uh, he's that classic, like the mine, the miner. Mm-hmm. And oh, man, uh, 
let's go into the story on this one. Uh, it takes place in a little town called Valentine Bluffs, and uh, it's a little mining town. And years earlier, uh, there was a collapse in the mine, and Harry Warden got trapped in there, and he kind of went crazy, resorted to cannibalism, and then hunted down the people who uh, caused the collapse and rip their hearts hearts out with a with a pickaxe because that's what you do. And okay, so it's ten, it's uh, twenty years later, and he's back because he's he really back. hates dances. He hates it. He's like, you better not celebrate Valentine's Day. You better not have this Valentine's Day dance because everyone was at the dance when the mine collapsed. And he's like that's, evil that's John Lithgow from Footloose. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's like, you got you motherfuckers are gonna dance. Guess what? You're all gonna get your hearts ripped out, or you're gonna have your face cooked with some hot dogs, or I'm gonna throw you in a dryer. Uh, the kills in this movie are some of my favorites ever, uh, and it's a real shame that this got. Edited to shit by the MPAA. Uh, it's a real travesty. Uh, if anyone can, seek out the un- uncut version. Uh, it's out of print, but hey, by the time this podcast episode is out, it'll be out via Scream Factory with a brand new 4K restoration. Um, I kind of wish we had recorded a little later because I have that coming in the mail. Oh. But I- uh, it's fine. I will look, I will watch my out of print Blu ray for as long as I can until I get. Until that one shows up in the mail, I love this movie. I've gushed about it enough. Jacob, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And I will say, I watched the edited version, and honestly, even with that, I think this is still just absolutely fabulous. I think what it's really got going for it is atmosphere and style. Mm-hmm. I think what a great is, setting! It is unmatched in terms of having a great atmosphere and setting and location. They shot in a real mine. They had to actually, like, it was dangerous to shoot in said mine. They were, you they know. bumped their heads a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's not the main danger of mining, you know, Matt. <laughs> but when you're walking around just trying to shoot a scene, yeah, it's, it hurts your head, man. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so Canadian. I, I, I got to love that. Everybody's accents are. Oh, my God. I'm are, sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. A lot of that. Um, I, I I like the uh, the romantic drama going on. We've got a a, a nice like love triangle. Love triangle, yep. Um, I like that our two romantic rivals they hate each other, but they are still friends and they do still yeah. kind of like and respect each other, even though right yeah. now they're having a really bad time. I think that's a cool yeah, nice a take. Everybody feels very human and very yeah. real, which is I love the refreshing. bartender. Yeah. The bartender who, uh, for a long time, I thought was the same guy from Pee-wee's Big Adventure who tells the Large Marge story, but <laughs> apparently it's not, because they do look very similar. They do. Uh, love that. You Have you been... Were you able to look up the unedited kills? I, I did not. Okay, because these are some of the most brutal and disgusting kills I've ever seen in a slasher movie. There was a horrible thing that happened in the 80s where a lot of great slasher kills just got cut and destroyed. And never seen again outside yeah. of like you know VHS dubs. Luckily, these survived uh, on film, yeah. which is a nice thing. Um, and it's one of the reasons that this movie became a favorite of mine. If you watch the original, I don't know how it looks on the new Blu-ray because apparently even the uncut scenes got like rest- restorations. Mm-hmm. If you look at it on the old Blu-ray, once the the gore kicks in, mm-hmm. it gets a grainy film-like look yeah like almost 16 millimeter and it almost makes this into like a grindhouse movie yeah 
which I fucking love. I mean, you've got some great kills in this. You have, um, uh, I believe, um, the dryer. Who goes in the dryer? Is that Maggie? Mar- Margaret? Somebody. Whatever. <laughs> she gets thrown into the dryer, and then, like, the guy finds her, and her, her corpse just, like, is all, like, fucking chewed out and mm-hmm. disgusting. Uh, they're, they're having a party, so, you know, they're making food, and... Harry Warden boils a guy's head in a pot filled with hot dogs. I was just about to say, the hot dog water kill I love because hot yeah, dog water awesome. is just the funniest thing in the world to me. I always, so gross. I love <laughs> the idea of making hot dog water ice cubes and then putting them oh, in people's drinks without telling that's, them. That's disgusting, you monster. <laughs> um, uh, the bartender gets a really gnarly kill where he gets the, his, the pickaxe through his chin and out his eyeball. Oh, I sent you that picture, actually. Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, screaming and, like, shivering, and it's the, one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Is he the one who gets, makes the, um, the Harry the Warden one? marionette? Yes, the fake <laughs> Harry Warden. I love that. And, and then Harry Warden pops out, and he's like, hey, gotcha. Uh, there's a girl who gets her face impaled on a showerhead, which is an awesome visual. Good lord, this movie... Uh, I've seen it so many times. It's just so good, Jacob. It, it it is fantastic. This is only my second time watching it, and uh, oh, I, man. I, I really enjoy it. I watch it. it multiple times a year. <laughs> this movie, oh boy! I love that the the ladder climb at the end is genuinely suspenseful in a way that these yes. movies rarely are, and it's not even because of the killer coming. It's just that's a because it's a mine. It's mines are dangerous. It's such a cool location and. <laughs> It feels so real because it is real. Because it's a real mine. Yeah. Uh, I was watching the behind the scenes on this, and uh, they did location scouting for a while. They wanted to find a town that was a little beat up and had an old mine that they could use. So they picked this one town, and everyone in town got excited. So what do they do? They clean up the town. They scrub <laughs> everything clean. They paint all the buildings oh, new no. new and shiny. And then the director gets there and he's like, uh, what'd you guys do? He's like, oh, we wanted to make it so nice for you guys. And they're like, that's great. You just added two weeks to our schedule. So they had to like fuck up the town again and just make everything look dirty again. <laughs> that's great. I, mean, I love I that. I mean, their heart was in the right place. Yeah. But like, come on, guys. <laughs> the uh, This is slightly unrelated. The only time my hometown has ever been featured in film was for the uh, Tim Allen, Kirstie Alley Amish comedy for Richer or Poorer. Excuse me? <laughs> our uh, our town looks so Amish. <laughs> Crazy. And, uh, so so there's, there's a scene with Tim Allen and Kirstie Alley walking down my main street, and that was very exciting to us back in uh, 1997. Oh. Nice. Uh, the Amityville Horror was shot here. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Carlo drives past the church every day to go to, go to work. Uh, the Amityville house used to be downtown, but they moved it. Uh, the courthouse in that movie was is actually our courthouse. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty wild, actually. The uh, demons that, in the movie are your demons? They are my demons. They're living in my walls right now. Isn't it lovely? <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch, bunch of flies. You're putting it's a terrible. bunch of glue traps out for them. <laughs> I'm going to get that fucker. Uh, so this, okay, that, that, that movie's amazing. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. It's so good. And the song and, at the end is fantastic. Oh, the Ballad of Harry Warden. I love that right? they wrote a song for it. Every yeah, good it's, slasher nice? movie needs a song. It's a theme song. Um, I hope you play that song at the end of this episode. Oh, that would be, I'm, uh... I'm going to play this song probably right here. <laughs> Once upon a time, on a sad valentine, in a place known as Annigal Mine, a legend began... Every woman and man 
would always remember the time And those who remained were never the same You could see the fear in their eyes Once every year as the 14th draws near There's a hush all over the town For the legend they say on a Valentine's Day Is a curse that'll live on and on And no one will know as the years come and go of the horror from long time ago. Oh, throughout the episode. Just yeah. have it underneath all of our discussions. Uh, this brings us to 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie by which all accounts, uh, standard internet logic, Jacob, is if uh, one of your favorite movies gets remade, mm-hmm. you, you hate it. Sight unseen. Mm-hmm. I don't hate this movie. I don't hate this uh, movie either. In fact... I really like this movie. Uh, I don't hate not, this movie either. <laughs> it's it's not the best slasher remake to come out in 2009 starring a star of Supernatural. <laughs> but it's pretty good. I, I was going to highlight, it is extremely funny to me that both stars of Supernatural spent the 2008 hiatus from filming mm-hmm. Supernatural filming slasher remakes. That came out, I believe, in February. Yeah. yeah. It did. It came out February 13th. Uh-huh. I have a so, long story uh, to tell you about that one day. So, My Bloody Valentine 3D, uh, written by Todd Farmer, mm-hmm. uh, who we discussed earlier with that Jason X kill. <laughs> yes, yes we did. Uh, Todd Farmer rules. Uh, I think he still follows me on Twitter. He might. <laughs> uh, he also wrote Drive Angry, which is amazing. Drive Angry I like a lot. Uh, that's a really good movie. It's uh, the best Nick Cage Ghost Rider film, and I will stick by that. I agree with you 1,000%. Uh, this is My Bloody Valentine 3D. Um, I watched it in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, well worth the headache. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you fun. have the uh, the red and blue glasses that came with the DVD? With the Blu-ray, yep. Oh, nice. Yep, it came I... with four, four pairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for when you're having a big party. I've done it, and no one lasted very long. Uh, this movie's fun. It's got some cool kills. Uh, it's honestly the cast is pretty solid. Yeah, the cast is good. It's fun seeing uh, Tom Atkins in a horror movie again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely love him. It's fun. It's not anything amazing, but I think it's a really good movie. I th- uh, what do you think? I think it makes some big picture honest like changes that i think are honestly really good interesting mm-hmm. changes that they should have made for a remake i love supernatural being the guy responsible for the mind collapse yes i think that's supernatural really- <laughs> let's just call him that <laughs> yeah i think that's just a really cool take um i like also that he is now in charge like his father owned the mine and now he's back in town now that his father's dead to just sell it yes. off and destroy this town fucking dickhead honestly for me the most successful parts of this movie are the mind-based drama Mm -hmm. which is a small town drama yeah i I don't that's the part that really kind of hooks me um i this was in that this was one of the earliest real d 3d movies this was pre-avatar this was that like wave of movies along with like beowulf (laughs) to it was it was Back when it was still a novelty, it was very hard to find a theater that was showing this in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my friends and I, we were so excited to go see it. And my one friend just was so late 
that we ended up missing the last showing of the night, and it was the oh, night no. before I was leaving to go back to college. Oh, no. I know. And where I went to college, there was no 3D theater. So I never got to see it in 3D theatrically. I only got Uh, to watch it at home in 3D. It was actually really good in the theaters. Yeah. This, you know what? Looked great. I want to talk to these motherfuckers who think that 3D is only good when it's adding depth and subtle and blah, blah, blah. No. 3D is only good when they're throwing stuff right at you, when they're popping an eyeball out into the audience, when they're throwing a pickaxe right into the audience. That's what I want. I spend four extra dollars. Do the stuff. I like both, to be honest. (laughs) I I do too, but... I like both, but it's great for slasher movies. Yeah. It It really is. (laughs) I I mean, you can do like your, you know, dramatic 3D shit as much as you want, and I'll see it. Mm hmm as long as it's shot in 3D. Yeah. Don't give me that post-converted bullshit cuz that never looks good. Yeah. But give me a good horror movie in 3D? Oh man, pump it into my veins, please. I, I will say in 2D, I think the aesthetic of this really suffers because a little bit. Yeah. It is that early 3D and so it has to be really overlit and mm-hmm. kind of ugly. It yeah. um it just it looks has very videoy. Yeah, it's it's got kind of a, almost like a weird strobe effect sometimes. Yeah. Um I think the first 15 minutes of this movie are kind of rough. I don't like the mind party at the opening. Because it's, it's kind of like a mind party from the original. Yeah. It's and, weird. And it's weird. And, you know, they have Supernatural and Care Smith playing themselves, but 10 years younger. He has younger. a name, Jacob. <laughs> he has a very weird, non-human name. Jensen Eccles. He, Jensen Eccles. <laughs> also... Just big ups to seeing Care Smith in a horror movie again after uh, Final Destination. That's always That's nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, they're playing, I guess, teenagers? 20? It, it's hard to tell how old they're supposed now to be. Now, he's the... Wait. Who'd you just reference? What? Care Smith. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the hot sheriff. Yeah. Yes, that's what I call him in this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in the opening of the movie, there it's the mine party, and it's 10 years before the movie takes place. So all the characters are, I guess, somewhere between, like, 18 and 20. But I don't know. They all seem way too old. I don't buy for a second that Jensen Eccles would return to the mine where he killed six people to like no, of course not. go to a beer party, even if his girlfriend asks him to. Like I don't know. It's just, and I think a lot of the dialogue early on is kind of rough. Like I don't know. It feels it can be rough. Yeah. It feels overwritten and underwritten at the same time. Where they're like getting a picture taken. And they're like. Say over the pants hand job. And it's like eh, that's great. Right? <laughs> uh, funny. You know, like the, the 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 naked lady kill feels a little skeevy to me early oh, on. It's gross as hell. Yeah, uh, it's gross. And like her introduction is like, oh, did you know the Saint Valentine is the whatever patron saint of romance or something? It's like, what what are you doing here? What are you, <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what, what are, but like I said, as as it focuses more on the main characters, I get more and more compelled and. Uh, there's some fun kills going on. Uh, I like Tom Atkins getting his jaw ripped off. I think that's pretty oh sweet. Oh my god, it's gross. Uh, that's one of my favorite kills in this whole movie. Yeah. Um, some gross, gross stuff. <laughs> there are a lot of Valentines, but this movie doesn't feel as Valentines-y. The, no, it doesn't. The, mine town, the mining town in the last one w- was also named Valentine. and like Valentine's Bluff. <laughs> themed Valentines everywhere. This one pretty much just has the killer's Valentines. Feels more yeah. like... Mine attack massacre than anything else. 
Which is still cool, because, I yeah. mean, I'm telling you, that Miner outfit is great. It's a very cool Miner outfit. The it's Mine iconic, is a little less and, cool this time, though. And, listen, if you're listening, anyone who works for NECA, um, make an action figure of Harry Warden, please. I'll buy five. Yeah. I'll do it. I swear. Even if it's one from this movie, I'll buy it. I just want a cool-looking miner who has a pickaxe covered in blood. I will say I like that this movie retains the idea of the love triangle from the original, but updates yes. it a little bit. A little um, bit, yeah. I think it plays a little weirder since they're all in their 30s now, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, come on. There's, there's more than one Work woman in the world. Like, you know... Work out your shit. Come on. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. Um, the, the mystery is kind of fun. I... The twist I don't love because it doesn't play fair. No, it doesn't. Uh, and, it's kind of a cheat. And the way that it doesn't play fair doesn't really make sense in the movie either. Because, like, spoiler alert for 2009's My Bloody Valentine 3D. It won't ruin the movie <laughs> if you haven't seen it. So Supernatural turns out to be our killer. <laughs> yes. And um, so earlier in the movie, though, he faces off against Harry Warden. And so you think, well, he can't possibly be the killer. They have come mm-hmm. face to face. But twist, it turns out it was all in his mind, and he locked himself in a chained-in room. But it's like, sure, if he had done that, don't you think all the people who were really suspicious of him being the murderer would have picked up on that? Probably. Like, that's their, that, he's their only suspect, and he's like, can't be me, I was locked in this room. And they all just go, oh yeah, no, it can't be him, he was locked mm, in that him. room. He but was definitely locked in there. If he clearly time. locked himself in, I don't know, so... I think, I don't think we needed that moment. I think the twist would have worked just as well if it had stayed mysterious until the end instead Agreed. of trying to be like a, a swerve where it's like, oh, well, it can't possibly be him. It has to be Kerr Smith. <gasps> oh, wait, nope. I do like, <sighs> I, I, I like, though, the, the end where you, you don't know which of the two it is. And well, mm-hmm. we, I don't know, she doesn't know which of the two it is. And they do the classic. She has no idea. Yeah, shoot us both. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, such a cliche, but also kind of um, fun. I will give this one high points for the gore effects. Yeah, they're they're good. I think they're fantastic. It's the perfect mixture of um, practical and CG. I think they did that really smart. And that's my bloody Valentine 3D. Yeah, from 2009. Wish there was a song um, at the end. Yeah, it's just some like new metal shit, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. 2009 uh, can't all be Deftones. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Happy Valentine's, Jacob. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to you. Hope you're this going was, off uh, to see a Sonic the Hedgehog tonight. Uh, I'm working. <laughs> I, I keep joking that I'm going to go by myself as a bit, but that might be a sad bit. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I am, I don't, I'm probably not even going to see that. But yeah, no, me neither, unless I do it as a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe we'll go see The Lodge. That looks fun. Yeah. but uh, That was like nice, and, nice and spooky. I hope all you listeners have been, uh, you know, chewing on your candy hearts and snuggled up with someone sweet while you listen to this. But before we go, mm-hmm. where can the people find you on the internet? People can find me online at uh, Jacob underscore Denoble. That's D-E-N-O-B-E-L. That's where I am on Twitter. And uh, right now I'm in a full Fast and Furious 9 excitement frenzy. So, oh shit. Look up for that for the next Justice. four months. <laughs> Justice is coming. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at the Real Matt C, and that's it. Keep an eye out soon for a uh, something I have in the works. I'll be teasing it a little more and more as it com- gets closer. And I, I guess uh, that's it for February. Yeah, we'll be back next month. 
We'll be back next month, uh, stealing ye pot of gold, uh, <laughs> watching a bunch of movies that I have never seen before, and uh, I'm sure at least two of them will be pretty damn good. Uh, right? At least one of them will. <laughs> okay. Sure. Oh, no. Uh... Oh. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Until next time. Uh, <laughs> Stay spooky. Sp-